When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. Meditation of the day. There's nothing mysterious about success. It's the ability to stay mentally locked in. Montel Williams. Success is a funny thing. It can be good or it can be bad. Success is good when you have worked hard at your craft and you are consistently working in the business. You feel a certain level of accomplishment. Success can be bad when you ignore or become ungrateful to the individuals who helped you achieve your goals. The reality is, at some point, you may need them again. Needless to say, they won't be very willing to help you. It's up to you to define how you want your success to be and enjoy it. I will learn to appreciate the experiences and people who will help me achieve my goals. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to the Spirited Active Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And I can't even contain my excitement for this guest today, actor, director, producer, writer, humanitarian, and legendary extraordinaire, Mr. Bill Duke, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I, I think, Tracy, I think that means I'm just old, that's all. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, you're wise. Oh, there wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. Wealth of knowledge because with age comes wisdom. Well, so you know you something? I need wise. an agent. I need an agent. So come on board. Okay. I'm here. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a former casting director, so I can make that transition for you. I understand. <laughs> Wow. Um, there's so much to unravel here because um, um, where we are, I want to discuss this time and how this deals with actors as well. But let's start at the beginning. Um, you have decades and a plethora of work that I have thoroughly enjoyed growing up with and continue to enjoy watching your work. What do you accredit your success as a working actor when? 
you started at a time where there weren't a lot of people on television or film that looked like us. Well, I wanted to first thank God, God's grace for uh, looking out for me and having led me to a lot of different things. I want to thank um, my mentor, Lloyd Richards, who will never die in my mind. And there's, you know, do you know who Lloyd was? Yes, absolutely. One of the greatest ever. Ever. (laughs) And um, Michael Schultz, um, who gave my first really feature film, um, Car Wash, helped me so much. And so there are a lot of people that, you know, God and a lot of other people, a lot of people that have, that have been in my life that have been very helpful to me. Well, I, I appreciate love the fact that they not only mentored and helped you, but they continue to nurture you on your, your journey because that's yes. important. You know, um, yes. you need that support. And um, I have a friend, a very good friend, you know, Mr. Joe Morton. Yes. Um, oh, love Joe. Um, Joe um, shared stories about his challenges in the early 70s auditioning when casting directors would say, um, well, no one will believe that you were a history teacher. You're a history teacher, so you can't audition for that. Have you had similar experiences that in your career as well? Uh, of course. Um, you know, I came up during segregation and when I came to Hollywood, etc., I was tall and dark. Right. And so you were considered threatening. Right. And so it was very limited. I was the first black director on Dallas. It was a very popular show at the time. Love Dallas. And um, I drove to the gate. I rolled down my window. The security guard said, who are you delivering for? I said, what did you say? Wow. He said, who are you delivering for? Now, I wanted to say, excuse my expression, no. I wanted to say I'm about to deliver a can of whip ass to you, <laughs> but I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Okay. Should I, say it? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You held it back. I got you. I got you. Be- because I had seen a, a, a lecture of Dr. King's the oh. night before. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you, I wanted to say it, but I didn't because I would have been considered the, an angry black man in Hollywood. Absolutely. So I looked him in his face and I said, um, there must be a mistake. What I'm delivering is my talent mm. as the first black director on Dallas. Could you open the gate? The most satisfying thing was the look on his face. Absolutely. That you look didn't on his face. Say anything. No, no, no. Just the look on his face like this can't be happening. Exactly. <laughs> and they didn't have computers to go in and say, Wait, let me scan and no, 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 no. Right? No, he had to call the office and he said, let him in. So how did you, because I mean, I know that, like we said, there were a lot of those challenges and obstacles. How, what, what was it inside of you that you persevered, you know, because at some point, you know, you had to say, they're going, you're a human being, you're an actor. And, and as your statue in, in other people's eyes can be viewed as intimidating, but for those of you who know you and I'm just meeting you and I, and, and I've just followed your career. Um, and I worked on New York undercover. Um, oh, good, <laughs> you're, yes. you're a kind person. 
So, you know, how, how, how did that affect your person in dealing with those type of situations? Well, it, there were painful times and there were glorious times. And they still are. But I go back to something that my parents taught my sister and I to live by. Mm-hmm. And when we came to them with issues, I mean, my first day in kindergarten, I was called a nigger and, and all kinds of things, you know. But my f- mother and father, just my sister and I down and said, we, we never want you to forget this. You are better than no one else. Mm-hmm. And no one else is better than you. You are better than no one else. But no one else is better than you. Wow. And powerful that we're, we're talking about when we were five and four and five and six years old wow so those words have stayed with me forever always will mm-hmm. i don't consider myself above anybody but i'm not beneath anybody either well i think it's important when you grow up in a place where it establishes who you are and whose you are um, because a lot um, today, I think that a lot of our youth don't know their history and don't understand their history and the power. Because during these times in the 60s and the 70s, there was this, you know, there's always a creative surge. Do you feel because even though we're in 2020, it's so sad to see the similarities of, I grew up in the late sixties, like, you know, there has, there has been progress progression in terms of, you know, um, different opportunities for people of color, but the George Floyd murder made me realize that I've, since I've been born, I've never not seen a black person murdered. So what, what are the changes that we are moving in? Do you, um, at this time, do you think it's an important time for actors to, you know, use their voice through their work in creating, you know, is, is that a way to sort of protest if we're, because we're in isolation right now, you know, how can we, um, for those of who, for those creative people who are looking for something to do, is that something that you would suggest for them at this time? Yes, by any means necessary, I think you should get your message out there, but I think that there's a larger issue. Yes. Um, I understand the, pat. I'm angry. Uh, um, but you know, anger and passion without strategy is called frustration. Right. Amen. And it's like uh, playing checkers in a chess game. We got to start playing chess and you don't just learn to play chess away. You got to study. Right. What are the pieces? How do they move? Right. And how can you become a part of that process and strategy? We get mad and angry and, um, I understand that, but burning things down and yeah. just shouting, uh, is that going to really deal with the infrastructure of policing? I mm-hmm. mean, there should be consequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know policemen. There's some wonderful guys that yes. I know that are great police officers, mm-hmm. but there's some bad apples, and those bad apples should be dealt with. Right. And not out of passion, but out of systematic planning. Absolutely. If you do this, your pension is gone. Mm. If you do that, we're not just going to pass you on to another region. You can't work. Right. There are rules that are in place that you must obey. Right. 
because you have a badge and a gun doesn't give you the freedom to misuse it. And so we have to be careful about how we approach this because it could be marching for another year and nothing changes. That would be humiliating. Right. So to start with, we should really have focus on the real election of local officials. Right. We think about the presidency, which is important, but those local officials that impact our lives and our children's lives every day mm-hmm. from school, from schools. That's right. To lunches, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. to prison. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but yeah. a lot of those decisions are, are not federal. They're local. Right. And if you make a decision that's going to harm my child, mm-hmm. there should be consequences for that called the ballot box. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that. You know, we need tangible things. That's what you're saying. You know, tangible things that it's one thing to say words, but what um, uh, currently, how are you going to co- help the community? Because That's you're right. right. We, we, we nurture and we build a strong community. Then we, the outreach can be even stronger. That's right. That's right. That's right. So um, I don't know if you heard about this bill, but there is a series called Cracker that um, is going to be coming out. There's um, uh, my, uh, my assistant and I, we worked on this project like two years ago. Uh, this director, Dale Arrestatini, he, um, he's a white guy and he got frustrated with um, white people not understanding the black, black history, black lives. So Cracker is basically, it's a reversal. White people are the slaves and black people are the slave masters. Love it. And um, I know that it's having some, I, I, I don't know where it's at. I know that there's a trailer that's on YouTube if you want to check it out. But um, I was fascinated and, and, and I was very encouraged because it was something tangible and it's educational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we need the education because you're not going to, if you don't understand the history and the education, none of this is all going to make sense. So mm-hmm. I definitely um, support and agree um, having something tangible. I love the fact that um, Duke um, Media Entertainment, you talk about edutainment. What is mm-hmm. that? I love that terminology. Um, can you explain to our audience what is edutainment? Well, edutainment um, really is content that is entertaining. It is captures the audience mm-hmm. so that they pay for the ticket, <laughs> which is very important. Of course, yes. But educational without preaching also addresses some issues that the audience can relate to with their hearts and their minds. In other words, it makes you feel something and think. Mm-hmm. So it's edutainment. Yes, it makes you laugh and there's all kinds of action or whatever it is. But at the same time, it gives you something to think and feel about. Right. So what type of um, content do you create um, you know, to support 
that entertainment? Well, the entertainment for me, I mean, I've done a film called Light Girls, Dark Girls. Which is a great documentary. Thank you. I've done feature films that have messages, you know, um, and writing. I have my autobiography that's out now. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I suggest everyone pick up. <laughs> yeah, Bill Duke, 40 Years on Screen and Behind the Camera. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, I have my foundation, Duke Media Foundation, as you mm-hmm. know. We teach uh, media literacy, and we also yeah. teach financial literacy. Uh, media literacy uh, is showing young people the craft of a script in a project. The craft is a craft. Yes. And that we've gone from film and television to media. When I came along, there was no such thing as social media. Right. The first cell phone I had was this big. <laughs> I had the, I had the uh, garage opener. <laughs> so you know what you know what I'm saying, right? Yes, absolutely. It was in and the cars. Remember? That's right. That's yeah. Right. And so, uh, yeah. Um, but there's an opportunity now that didn't exist before. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you see has no craft. It's an idea and they have passion. But studying the craft of filmmaking, writing, directing, producing is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. So we teach the, the, the craft and what jobs exist and what jobs are not going to exist over the next few years. That's great. And then we teach um, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. There are people who make $300 million and are broke in five years. How do you make $300 million and go broke? How do you do that? <laughs> no, one, no one ever taught you the distinction between the spending of a dollar right. and the use of a dollar. Mm. What is the FDIC? What's the Federal Reserve? Right. What is savings? What is credit? What is debt? What is compound interest? What is Wall Street? What, what are stocks? What are bonds? What, if no one ever teaches you any of that, how do you know what to do with your money other than spend it? That's right. And you're talking about a, a business where there's a lot of money, right? I have uh, in, my, in my class, I have a homework assignment. You are making $65,000 per episode times 26. Tell me exactly what you're going to do with every single penny. And I don't want an estimation. And it, I, I force them, um, you know, t- taxes, agency fee, management fee. Um, you should have a lawyer at 65000 per yep. Yep. episode. Yep. Right? Yeah, um, but, if, but thank God you're teaching them, but... A lot of people come to the industry with passion and that's it. Yes. And not knowing. Um, the other day I was talking to a parent. I was teaching. I was doing a one-on-one session with their child, teaching them the business of show business. And she asked me what the point of that was. Mm. I said, what? I said, when your child gets on a set, the assumption is that your child is an actor. I don't need to tell them what first team is or back to one or show them their mark. They know this. But if you are not educated, you already have a layer of nervousness coming to the set anyway. Then you have a celebrity director, then celebrities. And all of this compounded brings on this anxiety and nervousness. Right. If you don't understand the verbiage or the movement of a set. True. So true. 
Very true. She fought me on it, Bill. She, oh, <laughs> she was like, well, I thought you were teaching monologues and scenes. Uh, so, but it, 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 it inspired me to create a workshop for parents, the business of show business for parents only. That's smart. And what I do is I bring in the breakdown. I define all of the jobs first, a casting director and an agent, Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. they, because there's this idea that, are they really that busy? I spent my, you know, I spent over 30 years casting. I can't call you to tell you you didn't get the job. I can't do Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to assume, you know. Right, right. So, you you know, that was a really... um, uh, I, I found that conversation to be challenging because I thought I explained myself well enough that I could proceed in teaching the business. But the parent was like, I don't really think my daughter needs to know that right now. It's unfortunate. It is. Very, very unfortunate. How do you, and this is a great segue, when I worked on New York Undercover, which, oh my God. You open the doors. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. I tell all of my actor friends on Empire of Power, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for New York Undercover Bill Duke. That's what thank, I you. thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Because was that was a groundbreaking show at that yes. time, correct? Malik Yoba, right? Malik, still friends with Malik today. Yeah. It, it was Dick Wolf, Malik Yoba, uh, some really good people. I forgot his partner's name in it. Um, well, Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell. Yeah. Some good, some good, good folks. And you know what? Um, I ended up working on, um, I transitioned out after casting into being an acting coach. And I ended up working on Shaft um, with uh, Sam. And one of the things that we talked about on New York Undercover is how that was a platform for so many stars. Yes, it was. It was. Unbelievable. It really was. Um, when, when that show came to you, um, did, did, uh, Dick Wolf approach you? Did Andrea Rell, how did that happen? A Dick Wolf. And yeah, cause you were doing a lot of episodic at that time and they mm-hmm. really had, I know they had extremely high hopes for New York undercover. Yes. Uh, and I always said that I felt like, um, I, I didn't work on the pilot. Um, but I definitely felt like you set the tone for other directors, you Thank know, you. you put your template on it and that was Thank the tone you. in which directors had to adhere to, you know. Yeah. I, I love the script. I like, I love what it was about also, so, yeah. And, and I love the fact because your background, you've come from a lot of action films, you know, I felt that you were able to really can create that high intense sort of Michael Bay-ish energy and mm-hmm. in, in action, but you condensed it for television. Was, was that challenging or? Very challenging because in television, you seven days of prep, seven days of shoot, that's it. And um, you got to get all this action, but the story in too. Yeah. It's, 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 it's challenging, but it's very educational at the same time. It's good. For, it, it trains you well for features too. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I can imagine it's kind of sort of like a mini feature in itself. And then, you know, you just have more toys and more people. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, now in our climate, um, have they discussed, have we, have we, have decisions been made on how we're going to transition back in? There's talk, there's talk, 
And I know Tyler Perry is trying to open his studio first down there in Atlanta. Right. Um, but I think there are a few things that are trying to open up, but people, you know, the information changes every day. I mean, yeah. first the numbers are going down and now they're spiking. Uh, why are they spiking? What, what happened? What did we do wrong or whatever? And no one has an answer. Right. They said we should wear masks. Okay. We, we, we were, you know, uh, anybody who tells you when Fauci came out yeah. and he said how concerned he was and the look on his face. Yes. You, 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 you see, did you see that? I thought it was me. I was telling my friends. No. I felt like you wanted to get real, like, layman. Like, you wanted to get the can of whoop-ass. I felt like he was like, listen, listen, son, I'm not playing with y'all. That's right. Right? We in trouble. Right? Because when they, I don't know what senator it was, but it was hilarious when he was trying to put it on Fauci. And he was like, listen, don't don't talk to me about the mask. I told y'all about the mask (laughs) that they want. That's (laughs) right. That's right. No, Fauci got, Fauci got black. You know, he can't know black. Yes, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I felt like he was like, he had his mask balled up in his hand and he was like, yo, I yes. know they're not about to put this on me. That's right. right. I was, I was, I was going to call him Brother Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Brother Fauci. Go. Yes. Yes. Because even... Today, they had their first task meetings since April 25th. Wow. Um, I did hear the other day um, that they are hiring new positions called intimacy coordinators. What is that? So an intimacy coordinator, their job is to um, be responsible for actors social distancing on the set and also... um, kissing and touching, coordinating. I, I don't know how mm, that's going to be shot. And mm. I honestly think that we are at that point with like AIDS and uh, we are, you know, especially on the set, we're going to have to learn how to live with, you know, and coexist because everything about this disease or this virus is isolation. They're also talking about getting rid of extras, really? which I, Yes. Um, Backstage.com. They have some ideas or conversations that are going on about what to do. And also Screen Actors Guild and After, which I'm sure you're aware of as well. Um, And and the um, DGA is putting out some things as well. So it is going to be different. You know, actors are asking me, you know, what they what they're supposed to be doing. And, um, oh, the other thing I heard too is that they may have just three takes, maybe three. So uh, we had a director on the show that said, actors have to be on their memorization game and no longer coming to the set like, oh, I'll learn, you know, I'll go over my lines in the trailer. Mm. None of that. No warm up. And how do you do a romantic scene? That's what I said. Um, you know, because, um, and that's what the intimacy, my girlfriend said that, that, you know, it's a, it's a new position that they're training her for. So, you know, all of this is brand new. I don't even know how you get around. She was saying something about how they are able to kiss on the cheek and simulate kissing on the lips. Yeah. And, oh, oh, I know. Anyway, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a very, 
Let's say it's a challenging time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a challenging time. And I also like to look at the positive as well, because, you know, um, they're, 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 for me, I feel like there is going to be, you know, as, as a filmmaker, as a director, you know, there are going to be creative ways to shoot things or to really mm-hmm. tell the story, because that's really what we're doing is telling stories. Yes, yeah, true. That's so true. how are we going to tell these stories without some of the things that we may be used to using. Uh, I think everybody's trying to think that through right now. I think so too, but I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to figure it out. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I do. You, Mr. Duke, you have had such uh, an amazing career, you know, that um, I'm sure that if you were to, and maybe during this isolation, when you have time to, shut out some of the noise that you can sit in it, you know, mm-hmm. and actually, um, you, you, you gave, um, you honored God, you know, that was the first thing you said. And I can't even imagine the blessings that God has, um, bestowed and continue to bestow on you and your career. Because if you, if it wasn't for you actors, I want you to, I want you to hold on to this. You would not be here. You paved the way for us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing for me and the full circle, I was 12 years old in San Francisco. I'm born in San Francisco, born and raised. And I moved to New York 38 years ago. And when when I did, uh, at 12 years old, I saw for Color Girls. Um, And Oz Scott directed it. Yes. And you talk about full circle and God. I do New York Undercover. Oz Scott is one of the directors. Yep. And I thought I was going to scare him to death. Oh, my God. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) That's beautiful. 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 That's full circle. That's such a blessing. So I always tell actors to do their due diligence and really, you know, just pay homage, man, to the people who open these doors for you. Because even as a casting director, I was a casting director in 87 at MTV. Mm. There weren't a lot of people that looked like me there. Mm-hmm. I believe you. It. know, so um, I just, you know, I, I, I continue to be a fan. Um, car wash. <sighs> Come on. Thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you. And rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Oh, my yes. God. Right? Yes. And yes. so... Uh, out of all the directors that you've had the pr- privilege of working with or all the actors that you and actresses, um, what is what was your favorite project or a project that you just, to this day, you still hold dear to you? Acting-wise? Yes. Car Wash. Really? Why Car Wash? Because that was me at the time, too. Wow. Frustrated young black man, angry. Mm. But gave me an opportunity to express that. Um, and you were able to really create that character. Like, Thank we you. didn't know you, right, at that point. So we right. don't know that this is you. We just know that you've created this character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were a, a, given a place to funnel that energy through. Yes. Right? And make it Thank even God. more as a character. Thank God. Thank God. Wow. Yes. And so after you did Car Wash, was it, you know, 
um, were agents and managers, were people casting directors coming at you after that? Mm, I wish yes, but not really. Okay. It was, it's, it's, you know, when you're tall and dark, it's always an uphill yeah. battle. And so you're not going to get romantic leads or anything. You're going to get right. uh, something they can create for you, whatever. But it's like a roller coaster ride, you know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, uh, again, I just think that, you know, there's so many words that can be attached to you. Trailblazer, <laughs> you know, groundbreaking. Everything is just, you know, you've just created your own lane um, as you continue to do today, which I'm really grateful that we're able to still share your work and see Thank your you so much. Yes. Um, what, what do we have to look forward to? What do we, once we go back into the real world, I'm sure you're creating as we speak. I have some feature films I've developed and uh, some documentaries and also uh, I'm, I'm on a show called Black Lightning. Yeah, no which, Black uh, Lightning. Films in Atlanta. And I may be doing um, a uh, part on a Tyler Perry show called The Oval. And um, okay. so there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on, you know. So thank God I'm still working, which I want to always do. I want to continue um, to work. One of my students is Nafisa Williams. So <laughs> I love the show. I support you guys on that. Good show, people. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I always ask my guests because um, in terms of the actors, casting directors really give some great advice to them in terms of what the work entails that they need to do. There's always work. When actors say to me, oh, I have nothing to do. I'm like, well, you're not really working on your craft. Because there's always work to be done. Um, I would love if you could just give our actors some jewels and just what are some of the things that you think are important that they need during this time to keep them inspired and motivated as creative beings? Uh, number one, they should stop waiting to be created and uh, being, being discovered and discover themselves. Amen. Uh, you know, look at Issa Rae. Look at all the other people that they just got tired of waiting to be approved. And they just created content webisodes and podcasts that after they got a certain amount of eyeballs, yeah. people came out, the, the network came after them. Yeah. Because you had a certain critical mass of people. So I would say stop waiting. Um, and if you're an actor, stop thinking of yourself as an actor only. Think of yourself as a creative person. And and explore directing skills and explore writing skills, everything, producing skills. I think it's, we're at a perfect time where we can really, I call it self-reflection. Mm -hmm. We're isolated, but at the same time, it's an opportunity to really dig deep into a number of things about ourselves. You know, what can mm -hmm. we do better than what we've done? Mm. What are some of the things that we have had the opportunity to do and we can do them now. I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that we to reconsider. Right. And stop blaming everybody else. Yeah. Because there's an old saying, what, um, whatever you blame, whatever you blame, you empower. Mm, I love that. Whatever you blame, you empower. Yes. That makes and sense. So I'll leave them with some quotes. I, I always do my interview shows and leave everybody with these three quotes. Okay. Uh, one. And uh, these are my favorites um, from these different wise people. Um, aspire to inspire before you expire. 
<sighs> That's good. The, the second one is, if a man does not seek humility, humility will seek the man. These are good. Okay. The, la the last one is, in your lifetime, you will never see a smaller package than a person wrapped up in themselves. Whoa. Now that one is a great <laughs> that I want to say to a couple. <laughs> you can steal that one. You can take that one. Take it. Oh, I'll borrow it. I'll borrow it. <laughs> you can borrow it. You can borrow it. It's all Thank good. It's you. all good. It's oh, all good. <laughs> this is this is see, this is what I was telling you about when I said to you that it's about wisdom because only a wise man. Only a wise man would be equipped with these type of quotes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, you know something, I, I was going to tell you something else, too. Yes, please. It's a story I heard about um, faith. And there was this African village that had no rain for like almost a year. And the crops were drying up. The animals were dying. And they were desperate. And they were praying to God for rain. Please bring us some rain. And Weeks and months passed by, no rain came. So one day, one of the guys said, why don't we all pray together in the middle of the village? Because, you know, praying separately is one thing, but praying collectively may be more powerful and the rain will come. Right. They went to the center of the village and they started praying and they started praying and no rain, no rain, no rain. And this little boy, around seven or eight years old, stood up and said, I know why the rain's not coming. I know why the rain's not coming. And they said, Shh, sit down, sit down. He said, I know why the rain's not coming. I know why the rain's not coming. They said, okay, what? Why isn't the rain coming? He goes behind his back and he pulls it. He says, because I'm the only one that brought an umbrella. <laughs> isn't that a good one? That's a good one. I'm but the only one. It's true. <laughs> no, it's such a great story. It's such a great story. And such, you know, um, such a high point to leave. <laughs> well, you have been beyond a pleasure. Can Thank I just you. say that? Thank you so much. You too. Oh, man. Like, when this opens up, Mr. Duke, I hope that we have the pleasure of being able to be at least six feet apart from each other with a mask. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but don't forget, bring your umbrella. I'm fucking now. Oh my! I know that my audience is just as full as I am, and you know, it's not enough time to really touch base with all of your works, all of your contributions. Um, your awards, award-winning, you know, your humanitarian. I mean, it just, it goes on. So you are still here and you are still giving, contributing to the entertainment business and keeping us going. And we love your work. We love, Thank love you love. so much, my dear. God bless you Thank for having me on. Appreciate it very you. much. Thank you, Mr. Bill Duke, ladies and gentlemen. And God bless and you all for having me. And God bless you, too, and stay safe, wear that mask, and six feet apart, all right? If you got to get a ruler. That's right, <laughs> so, that's right, that's right. Um, so uh, we, we are going to be back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Spirit Active Podcast, with me, Tracy Moore. Thank you.
I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And now it's time for Give Love. Be specific. Be specific in your thoughts. Here's an example. Before my son's accident, I really, really wanted to move to New York. I wanted to have my own place. I wanted to be able to go to the restaurants at any time, um, hang out, do whatever I wanted. I wanted to live in New York City. When my son had his accident, we actually moved to New York. We moved to NYU. We were in a rehabilitation center and he had a private room on the eighth floor in the corner. And I had this beautiful view of second Avenue and 17th street. And there was a park and this was during the winter. And I was able to see the snow falling in the park and the action and the movement of New York. 
but I was in a hospital. I wasn't specific. And one day I realized when I was sitting in his room that I was actually living in New York, but I was living in a hospital. I learned that day to be specific with my thoughts. I want to move to Manhattan, but I want to move into this apartment. I want it furnished. I want this in the lobby, blah, blah. When you are specific with your thoughts, your dreams are specific. Know what you want and be specific. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.